Hello and welcome to the ChannelBuzz.ca podcast. I'm Robert Dutt, editor of ChannelBuzz.ca and as always your host for the show. Uh, today we take a look at the recent past and near future for Avaya in Canada as we're joined by Avaya Canada President of Sales David Robertson. We discuss the opening of their new R&D facility in Ottawa, how Canada fits into the overall picture for Avaya. It's, it's actually the third largest contributor to the company's revenues worldwide. Uh, the legacy of Nortel, the hybrid market for voice and contact center, the role that partners play in all of this, and where Avaya is planning to invest in both partners and in innovation. It's a great conversation, so let's get right into it. My chat with Avaya Canada's David Robertson. David, thanks so much for taking the time. Nice to chat with you again. Hey, Rob. Great to, uh, great to be here. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Wanted to check in on Avaya and get some thoughts on how things are going here in the Canadian market. And I guess you had to throw it open. What's in in general terms? What's going on? What have you guys been been up to? What uh, what have you announced? What's been uh, what's been going on here in Canada? Yeah, so we had um, a couple of big announcements uh, recently. We opened up our new. Ottawa office. Uh, we did a ribbon cutting a couple of weeks back and it was uh, fantastic. The team was uh, overjoyed with the new facility. Uh, it's really for R&D uh, organization, mm. the product house. And then we obviously leverage it for our sales organization as well. But, um, you know, we repurposed uh, uh, our facilities. We moved out of the old Nortel headquarters in Canada, Ontario. We moved across the street and we've got <laughs> very very nice uh environment it's very fresh new labs new toys for the r d team to play with so everyone's pretty excited nice and uh, you know you touch on uh you touch on sort of the the former nortel nature of that facility and i i imagine that that sort of uh fits in fits in largely in the canadian market given that that heritage that legacy um both in terms of, of roles and uh and kind of market presence can you can you talk a little bit about kind of how how Canada fits into the the overall Avaya picture as a result of that legacy and heritage and, and everything else. Yeah, and it's really a, a you know Canada's a microcosm of the of the big picture of Avaya. If you think of Avaya globally, we operate in 190 countries. Uh, we service some of the largest logos uh, globally. You know, in big banks, insurance, retail, airlines, hotel chains. And of course, we service all branches of uh, government, including federal, provincial, municipal, school boards, hospitals. And the big one that we saw last year in 23 was NextGen 911. We can talk about that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really a, a microcosm. It's no different uh, here in Canada for what we really do globally. And mm -hmm. the luxury I think we have in Canada is that because of that Nortel heritage, we have an extremely large customer base uh, we have about 200 partners that help us service our clients each and every day. And really, we're allowing our customers to pick their journey and innovate without disruption. And we couldn't do it without our 200 partners and an ecosystem of third parties and big friends that help us really tie our core and their solutions together to provide the professional services and the outcomes that these customers are looking for. Right on. How, how does that customer base look compared to some of your peers in, in other markets for Avaya? I'm just curious, given uh, given both the nature of that that history of Nortel Networks and kind of the the uh, thing that we talk about so often in the Canadian market about being a, a market of SMBs and companies that, even when they're relatively large, until you get to the really big ones, look like SMBs to a uh, to you to a U.S. based parent, for example. Yeah, we're actually the third largest. Uh, 
revenue producer for Avaya globally. We're, we're definitely top three. And, you know, the reality is, is you can't pin it down to a geography or a segment even, or even a vertical. Uh, mm. We really have an all-encompassing uh, roadmap that covers it all. And, you know, the reality is a lot of our customers are still choosing prem. Other customers mm -hmm. are picking pure cloud. Uh, and yet again, we have another unique set of customers that, you know, love Avaya voice, but are trying to figure out how to layer in artificial intelligence or next gen offerings. And they want a hybrid environment where they mm. can come in with applications or software uh, entitlements that come over the top to provide those, uh, again, those outcomes. Yeah, and, and I guess be prepared for uh, whatever may come next, whatever that next innovation may be, right? Exactly. Well, you know, it is interesting because, you know, you look at oil and gas in, in Alberta, uh, you look at, uh, you know, major retail in or even uh, manufacturing in different provinces. And, you know, although there's some similarities, there's a lot of differences as well. And so mm -hmm. it's very to kind of say this is the way to go to a to a customer i think the customer is genuinely looking for choice and they're looking for their own outcomes that they need to run their business and, and drive customer experience for uh, their constituents and so you know the reality is is avaya has a lot to offer uh, again we can kind of help customers pick what mm. is in their environment or whatever you know their outcomes are, we can help them kind of drive a, a roadmap and a model to kind of execute against that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, and it makes it an ex, I, I think hybrid as a technology model in general makes, uh, is, is exciting for a lot of channel partners because it gives them that chance to, to really show the value that they bring to, to help craft that roadmap that you describe and to, then to help execute on it, not as opposed to say following the, the rote steps of the path. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, we're seeing it in all kinds of geographies, segments, uh, verticals. And, you know, you can take Next Gen 911 as a classic example. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the federal government, the regulating body, the CRTC, has mandated that, you know, most calls coming into a PSAP, a, a 911 agency, uh, is no longer over, you know, just voice. It's coming in over smartphones. Uh, they figure over 80% of all inbound calls is, is uh inbound from a smartphone and mm -hmm. so you know, voice is obviously very very important to them but you know as we evolve uh, society we need to start thinking about texting and uh, pictures and video and other forms of applications that you know are benefit from the smartphone world and so you know even though they're thinking premise they're thinking of a lot of next gen applications in order to help citizens uh, with speed and velocity and accuracy on on how they you know support a specific emergency, and hopefully how you you bolt the next thing that comes along to that infrastructure, which has to be obviously rock solid in there, a hundred percent of the time when when citizens need to uh, to reach out. Well, and I think you nailed it. I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. I think that if you look at the Avaya customer base, especially in the contact center world, mm -hmm. they're looking for battle-hardened, you know, mission-critical mm. uh, experience that they get from an organization and our partner ecosystem that Avaya offers. Yeah. Um, so you guys have just wrapped up a, a fiscal year, I believe. Is that accurate? 
It is. Yeah, we're officially into uh, Q1, fiscal year 24. We had a great fiscal year 23. Uh, we were year-over-year growth in both bookings and revenue. We maintained our top three global revenue contributor status. Uh, we did a lot of prem. We did a lot of cloud. We did a lot of hybrid. Uh, again, it goes back to the, you know, the uniqueness of Canada uh, across right. geographies, verticals, segments. And, you know, very happy with the team's performance. Uh, most of our business comes through the partner community. So we had, mm-hmm. you know, ever evolving uh, conversations with our partner community on our roadmap and our view of customer journey, including our ACEs or our professional services offerings from Avaya. You know, mm-hmm. we're bringing in consulting services to help our customers figure out what they have, how do they optimize the technology that they've already purchased. And then on top of that, how do they layer in some of this functionality that's coming in from AI or over the top cloud type features and functionalities. All right. So uh, not to get all, what have you done for me lately with you, but uh, as you're, as you're looking ahead at 2024 fiscal 2024, which is of course where we're into and runs through um, really fall next year. What are you, what are you thinking about? What are you focused on? What can we expect from, uh, from the team in Canada over this, uh, over this next 12 months? Well, because we had such a great fiscal year 23, uh, I really want to repeat the performance as much as possible uh, that, you know, when it works, it works. So uh, I'd like to continue a lot of the things that we were successful doing last year. And that's really, you know, renewing the base. Again, if customers want to buy premise, that's great. Uh, a lot of customers are coming up for renewal on subscriptions. That's great. Mm. We want to make sure that our customers that are looking at AXP or AXP Connect are on release 10. So we want to make sure that those customers upgrade to the most current release software. And that's really the gateway into experiencing the best of our future offers uh, with AXP and AXP Connect. And then also in the market, we're going to offer IP office subscription to the mm. channel this year. And so we're not, you know, wavering from our position on ACO via cloud office. Uh, we have that in both agency format. We're also now offering it in wholesale. But I think by adding IP office subscription, it's really going to give our partner community, again, a lot of choice to mm. take back the customers' uh, conversations that map and align back to the consulting that they're doing with the customer to figure out what they're trying to accomplish in driving customer experience and employee experiences. And so I think by giving our partner community choice, it ultimately gives the customers the choice that they require. So we're pretty excited to about continuing some of the things that we do well and then layering in things that are probably a little bit new for the channel. And, you know, we we likely have to, you know, continue to educate and work with our channels to help them drive out the AXP and the AXP Connect messaging. All right. Well, what else can uh, what else sort of can partners expect in terms of that sort of programmatic element and, and kind of how you go to market with your partner base? So we're in hiring mode again. Uh, we're really looking to make sure we've got you know our geographies, our segments, our verticals covered from an Avaya badged uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. But you know, based on the size of the Canadian installed base, you know, most of our business transacts through the partner community. Yeah, uh, we leverage our third parties, our big friends, software, 
uh, AI offerings as part of an ecosystem attached to our Avaya core offerings. Mm -hmm. So it's very much about education, about what's available, helping them with the consulting upfront practices through Avaya consulting or even their own uh, consulting practices to figure out what those customers are trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And then I think we have a full kit bag of offerings that really is unique in this marketplace. You know, a lot of our competitors in the marketplace, they're you know, born in the cloud, they have an offering, you know, their response is a singular response and that it's a cloud offering. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Avaya's core advantage in the marketplace is that we can help customers choose their journey and ultimately do a lot of this heavy lift as an innovation without disruption because you don't have to disrupt the Avaya core, the voice that's operational functioning, that's battle hardened, that's working, that's a you know decades worth of configurations and complexity already kind of baked into the ecosystem, into the environment. Our value prop is really, if that's working for you, keep it. Mm -hmm. We wanna help layer in next gen AI type offerings through our broad ecosystem of partners and third parties, big friends. We wanna help you build on what you have and get to that roadmap of delivering amazing customer experiences. Uh, it, it's interesting because it's a space where it feels like at once nothing has changed. It's a very familiar space for a lot of partners and yet everything has changed in terms of the motion, in terms of sort of the, the prominence of that ecosystem that's bringing pieces in from, from various aspects of the solution. Um, how do you see those forces kind of changing how you work with partners and, and potentially even who you're working with on a partner basis? Yeah, so, you know, if you look at the traditional partners uh, of an Avaya ecosystem, you know, we have consultants, we have SIs, we have large telcos, we've got large independent VARs, mm -hmm. and then I think we have what we would call or consider a long tail of, um, of partner ecosystem that's either geography specific or segment specific or vertical mm -hmm. specific. And so we have to figure out models to make sure we leave nobody behind. And it really involves a lot of education, a lot of webinars, a lot of showcasing and sharing information around what our roadmap is. And then, you know, Avaya is pretty good at webinars, local events, mm -hmm. uh, call out campaigns. So we can really work with the work with the customers, but ultimately work with the channel community to help them drive messaging to specific customers that they might want to target in fiscal year 24. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, it might be around a geography or a segment or a vertical strategy. We can help them and their teams through, again, webinars or online training, or even, you know, we have an Avaya badged uh, resource team that can help them with their learning curves. And ultimately mm -hmm. that's what it's about in my, in my world. Uh, we have to educate everybody about our brand, about our roadmap, uh, and ultimately it has to line back to what the customers want. And so the partner community in the middle, it's so critical for us to invest in them. And I think that's what you're going to see in fiscal year 24, a lot of investment around our via badged community to support the channel. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, you know, you kind of eloquently laid out the um, the, the the concept of uh, innovation without disruption, which we've heard from from you and from everyone at Avaya for uh, for the last 
uh, gosh, you're more now. And I understand that's kind of kind of the mantra, kind of the thing that you're driving towards. Uh, but I wonder if you could take a second and kind of break down, in addition to that kind of that kind of side of things, what a, what uh, what innovation means at Avaya today, and basically how you guys are how you guys are innovating. Yeah, absolutely. So again, if you kind of look at the the contact center space. Uh, it's very much an ecosystem today, right? So there's the Avaya core for processing and, and media processing, you know, your voice. Um, a lot of customers have that in, in premise formats today, or, you know, it's on VMware sitting in a data center. We're, we're somewhat agnostic uh, to where the mm-hmm. algorithm sits. We're more interested in making sure that it's got the reliability and the battle hardness of, of, the experience that they've had, you know, over the last decade. And so from us, it's really around that innovation without disruption about layering in things like virtual agent. And so virtual agent could mean something as simple as taking your entire organization's website and loading it into chatbot. So as some individual customer comes into your environment, Maybe they don't need to touch the contact center as their first step. Maybe they have frequently asked questions and they can interface with a chat bot that again is preloaded with your website contact Mm. or content rather. And if it gets escalated, then we want to work into agent assist. So we want to make that agent's experience of helping the customer escalation. We want to make sure we have WebRTC or a desktop that basically takes all of these ecosystem applications into a bit of a bridged view with historical data so that as that end client navigated the virtual agent and requested a escalation to a contact center agent, all that data comes with it. And then virtual agents essentially giving artificial intelligence to screen pops that help the agent understand what the customer is looking for maybe what their temperament is, whether they're coming in a little bit hot or whether they're coming in happy, just looking for a little bit of help. And then the screen pops really allow that agent to do a better job, not only spending time helping the customer, but focusing on the customer. Because as you can imagine, as we're talking, you're probably thinking about things. And if you have to get distracted going into keystrokes and into your systems and tools to try and find the answer to the customer's question, it would be much easier if it just kind of popped up onto your screen. So I think, you know, that's where AI is really going to play a role in contact center. It's really going to help the agent formulate responses back to the end client that they are looking to hear and want the help with. And then lastly, I think it's really around, you know, automation uh, within contact center. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, you know, the typical contact center agent, you know, once the call is completed, they usually have to transcribe all the notes into some kind of CRM format. Well, you can have AI listening in on the entire call and not only helping with the answers and the screen pops, but you can also help with the transcriptions into something like CRM. So there's all kinds of ways that I think artificial intelligence and the ecosystem of partners are going to layer into you know, AXP and AXP Connect. Uh, I think that is really the ultimate goal of the, of the customers is to deliver better employee experiences so that they can ultimately help their customers and deliver a great customer experience. And so I think that's the, that's the ask of the community is to really help from a technology perspective, put all that together. And it's going to come in the form of consulting up front, 
figuring out what you have, how do you optimize what you've already invested in, mm -hmm. figure out what you would like to add, what's the best way to do that. And usually it's gonna be either, you know, again, prem or it's gonna be cloud over the top. And we're gonna help with these customers with innovation without disruption. All right, sounds like a good place for your partners to be in and it uh, sounds like a, uh, a good forecast for the, the year ahead. David, appreciate your, your taking the time once again. Thanks for taking us through uh, what's going on at Avaya. Thanks, Robert. I really appreciate the opportunity as well. There you have it. Full details on what's going on in the Canadian community for Avaya Canada, courtesy of David Robertson. I'd like to thank David for joining us for the podcast, thank Avaya Canada for their continuing support of the site, and of course, thank you for listening today. The ChannelBuzz.ca podcast will be back next week as we check in with frequent podcast guest Tony Anscombe of ESET on the importance of having a full backup strategy and the role that solution providers can play in making sure their customers are well protected in that regard. Between now and then, we'd appreciate it if you'd consider adding the podcast to your favorite podcast player, whether that's called following or subscribing or whatever it may be in that app. And should that player allow you, please consider leaving a review and or five-star rating. It's a great way to help people find the show. Until next time, I'm Robert Tutt for ChannelBuzz.ca. Stay safe out there, and I'll see you around the channel.